Jesus is worthy to be praised. Yes, he is. Father, we thank you now for being our God and our Father. We thank you for hearing our prayer. We thank you for receiving praise. We thank you for allowing us this time of study, this time of fellowship, this time of worship together. We celebrate you this day. In the name of Jesus, we come to you. Thank you for all that you've done. Bless the hearers of your word. Bless those who participate. Lord, let us hear and receive what thus say the Lord this day. Touch our ears, teach us to listen. Touch our eyes that we might see Christ. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We welcome you again to Living Water Christian Center Church, and we celebrate Jesus this day. Amen. We trust that last week was a blessed um, Mother's Day for all the moms, and we trust that you're in good health and you're staying safe. We're obeying the CDC recommendations for us, and we are going to continue on anyhow. We'll continue our study in, um, in the Gospels. We're looking at snapshots, what we call snapshots of Jesus, just little word pictures of Jesus, what he's doing and people he's with, and, um, and look at his character, get an idea of his character and the things that he taught. Today we're coming out of Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, we'll start at verse 9. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves, that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not like other men are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not as much lift up his eyes to heaven, but smote himself on the chest, saying, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Jesus saying, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalts himself shall be abased, and he that humbles himself shall be exalted. We thank God for the reading of his word today. So what we have here, we have Jesus um, in the temple. We have him giving, a, giving a, um, another parable. Now, Jesus when, will often have two audiences with him, two parts of the same audience. And we talked about this before. You have the Pharisees, the scribes, the religious leaders, the religious folk. And then you have the other people, the sinners, the outcasts. And publicans were tax collectors. And as tax collectors, they worked for Rome, and they were considered outcasts. They were hated by the Jews. Um, they considered them traitors. Okay? So sometimes you'll see the phrase publicans and sinners, right? Because the publicans were the outcasts, and publicans were hated, and publicans were, um, were pushed away 
so to speak, from the religious community. All right? And so here we go. So Jesus is giving this talk because he wants those who think they are, they, the ones who think they are okay or trust in themselves for their own righteousness. And here's something we understand. As church folk, we understand this, and we need to teach the others that nobody's righteous in themselves. No one is righteous in themselves. No one has righteousness apart from God. No one has righteousness apart from the mercy of God and from the grace of God. You know, the Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. Okay? And so here's we have Jesus wants to get this across, and he has difficulty with the Pharisees and the scribes and the religious leaders because they don't want to hear it. Jesus himself said they, the physician comes to those who are ill, those who are sick, not to those who are well or those who think they are well. Look what it says here. And he gives the parable. He got these two guys going to prayer. Notice they go up into the temple to pray. And when they go into the temple, these two men are praying, and they didn't go there together. They just happened to be there in the same place. And the Pharisee is boasted on the things that he's done. Imagine that. Imagine standing in front of the living God and boast on how good you are, how well you perform, how well you've done this, that, and the other. Oh, yeah. And he talks about how, he talks about how he's not like these other people. You know, he's not an extortioner. He's... He's not, extortioner is a good word because that's what publicans did. They extorted the people, okay? But this Pharisee says he's not like them, okay? And, um, and so here we go. Let me read it to you again. And he spake this, uh, the verse 10. Two men went into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and one a publican. And the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, Okay? He's, he's praying with himself. He's not praying in the spirit. He's not praying in humility. He's not praying in, you know, as if he's approaching God. He's praying, you know, as if God owes him something. And he says, God, not Lord or master or any of those kind of words, I thank thee that I am not as other men, extortioners, unjust, <laughs> adulterers, or even as this publican. See, the problem here is that when you, are, when you practice a religion and that's all you do and you have religion apart from grace and religion apart from the mercy of God and religion apart from the idea that you need God, it causes you to be ungrateful. And this is an ungrateful person in the story here. He's ungrateful because he's self-sufficient. He's good enough on his own. I mean, if you and I were good enough on our own, we wouldn't have to be here. We would not, have to need, we would not need mercy. We would not need grace. Because if I could keep the law, hey, Jesus would not have to die for my sins because I'm good enough to keep the law. And God would owe me, but we know that's not the case. So he's proud. He's arrogant. He's within himself. He's full of himself. And that's what religion will do if you have religion. Apart from Christ, it causes you to be proud or it causes you to fail miserably. You can't have them both. Okay? And this man in the story here is proud of his behavior, 
because he fasts. He fasts, y'all. We fast, you know. He fasts, pay tithes. We pay tithes. Uh-huh. And we try to abstain from certain behaviors and certain practices. We abstain from them, but that doesn't make us better. I grew up in church, and, um, and we thought we were better than other people, okay, uh, when I was a young man in church. We thought we were better than other people because there are certain things we did not participate in, okay? And I'm not going to list those things today, right? But there are certain things we did not participate in, and so we were shown up saved, you know, and we thought we were better. But we were no better. We were maybe a little better off than some, but we were no better. And we had a lot, we had the nerve, because we were so legalistic at the time, to think that we deserve certain things from God. And that's the attitude of this um, Pharisee here. But when you look at the other side, you have the publican, the tax collector, the hater. We could even call him an extortioner if we wanted to, right? We have him, and he goes before God in the proper manner. He smokes himself on the chest and says, God have mercy on me, a sinner. That's the attitude of faith. That's the attitude of righteousness. The right way to approach God is humble and and submissive. You have to submit yourself to God. I can't even get the word out. You have to submit yourself to God. We have to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. The Proverbs, in the Proverbs, there's all kinds of scriptures that talks about how the proud is going to be brought down and how the humble will be exalted, you know? And even in Proverbs chapter 6 where there's a list of things that God hates, one of them is a proud look, a proud look. God hates that kind of stuff. And so what we have to do, we have to remind ourselves, even when we're doing well, and thank God if you're doing well, God bless you. It's a good thing to do well. Even when we're doing well, we have to remind ourselves it's only by the grace of God that we are able to stand before him. There'll come a judgment day, and there comes a time when everybody's going to stand before the living God, and we can only stand there because of his mercy and because of his grace and because of the blood of Jesus, Jesus who died for my sins and carried them away, who separated me from my sins because of what he's done. I cannot stand before God because of what I've done. And, you know, I may think I've done well, but I can't, what I've done is not good enough. Only because of what Christ has done for us can we stand before the living God, okay? And so here's the thing. It's the attitude that Jesus had. Even Jesus was humble. I mean, he's Lord. He's Christ. He's the son of the living God. He's God in the flesh. And even he humbled himself. And we go back to Philippians chapter 2 where it talks about um, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought of not robbery or something to grasp or something to achieve, to be equal with God, because he already had it, of course. You know, you know um, he emptied himself out, made himself no reputation, emptied himself out, and became as one of us. He became as one of us, right? So even Jesus humbled himself, and even as a man, even as the man Christ Jesus, he further humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Not just any old death, but the death of the cross, okay? So he further humbled himself and became obedient unto death, 
even the death of the cross. And it says that wherefore the Father, wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess, and everybody who ever existed, every creature in heaven, in earth, under the earth, in the natural, in the spirit, is going to recognize that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So if Jesus could be humble, right, certainly we can humble ourselves. Now, when we talk about humility, we're not talking about putting yourself down, right? We're not talking about um, self-deprecating and things like that. We're talking about uh, recognizing that you're no better than the next one, okay? And we have to exalt each other. We exalt one another, right? We exalt our brothers and sisters and our neighbors as more highly than ourselves. We're not putting ourselves down. We're just exalting others, okay? And we're understanding that I'm not better than you, okay? I'm not better than you. So that's the thing. When we get back to the parable and we look at these two characters and we look at the Pharisee, he has something that shows that he's in trouble. He's in a world of trouble. It's the same kind of trouble that Lucifer got into in heaven. We're going to talk more about this another time. But Lucifer was an archangel. He, he, was, um, he was a beautiful angel, and he was there to worship God and to serve him and, and conduct music and things like that. And he was lifted up in pride. And he became so proud that he decided that he would be like the most high. It's listed in... Um, Ezekiel chapter 28 and Isaiah chapter 14. And so he lifted himself up and it got so bad that he had to be cast out. Jesus in Luke chapter 10 said, I saw him come down like lightning out of heaven. He had to be cast down. And that's what happens to the proud. The proud will be abased. abased. The proud will be brought down, but the humble will be lifted up. Okay? So here we go. The man, the other man, who says, Lord, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. He recognizes who he is. He recognizes need. And, and he recognizes who can help him. And that's what we do when we come to Jesus. You know, it's not the words. You know, we don't get caught up in the, in the saying and the words and the things like that. You know, we do the sinner's prayer, and we do certain things, and we say certain things. It's the faith and the recognition of who you are and to whom you are addressing. Okay? And so when we come to the Lord, we come to him knowing that I'm a sinner and I need help. And that's how you become justified. That's how you be, are justified. That's how you meet the requirements of the law. That's how you are fit to stand before the living God in judgment because you recognize that you have sinned and you're a sinner. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, by the way. And to sin means to miss the mark. We miss the standard. And we stand before God knowing I missed the standard and asking for his mercy. And he extends his mercy and his grace to us. And we are justified from that moment on. And we are fit to stand before the living God in judgment. Justified just as if you never sinned. Okay? And God forgives our sins. He separates us from our sins. The blood of Jesus has done all the work. And we go before the living God in faith. And by grace are you saved through faith, and it really is a gift. 
It's not anything you could achieve or do on your own. It's the gift of God, and you receive the free gift just for the asking. Just for the asking. So all, if you're there today, if you're listening, and you have a need, the living God is there to help you. The Lord will not reject anybody who comes to him, no matter what your background is. Now, here's the other side of that story. People have done some things, and we've done some things that are horrible in the sight of God and in the sight of man. And because I've done such terrible stuff, I don't know if he's going to forgive me. I don't know if I'm worthy. I don't know if he will forgive that. This is terrible things. I hurt some people. I've done some terrible stuff. I offended many. I offended God. And I don't know if he will forgive me of those things. And I'm here to tell you, he will forgive you if you go to him. He will forgive whatever you've done. Whatever you've done, no matter how horrible it is, no matter how much, you've done, how much of it is, God will forgive you of all manner of sin and every amount of sin. He has all the power to forgive and all the grace. I mean, if everybody on the planet came to the living God in, in, in humility and, and asking for mercy, he would grant mercy to everybody. He got all the power to do it. So don't you think that you're unable or you're not, you're not um, that God is unable to forgive you. He will forgive that. Whatever that thing is you're thinking of, whatever you've done, and no matter how much of it you have done, God forgives sinners. Matter of fact, the church is full of sinners. I mean, we have all sinned. We, we, we got, if we went around the room and talked about the stuff that we've done, it will be an awful list of things that God has forgiven us of. You know, uh, we used to be the junkies, the whores, the thieves, the liars, the cheaters, the extortioners. We were all those things. But God forgave us of that, and he gave us newness of life. He made us new creations. You know, he let us be born again. That's where the term comes from. We get a new start in Jesus no matter what you've done and who you are. You'll get a new start in Jesus. And so we want to encourage you today. We want to encourage you. Be like the man, the the. The publican, be like the publican who says, have mercy on me, a sinner. I mean, those are profound words, and that's enough to get you into heaven. If you trust in Jesus, if you rely on him, and not on religion, and not on people, and not on institutions, and not on anything else, if you rely on Jesus and him alone, he will save you from sin, and he will justify you, and he will put you in a place of righteousness. You will receive the gift of righteousness. You will become a son and a daughter of the living God. And here's what the Bible says. It says that, it says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. And it says that the world doesn't recognize us because it doesn't recognize him. Right? But now are we the sons of God? And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But when he appears, when Jesus comes back, we're going to be just like him. We're going to see him as he is. And we're going to go with him in righteousness. So whether he comes to you individually or whether he comes to uh, gathers us all in the rapture, we're going to be just like him. Why? Because we trusted in him. Because Jesus Christ has done all the work for my salvation. He is granted, he's done all the work. He paid the price for my sins. He paid the penalty 
that I deserve. He did all these things for you and for me, and all we have to do is trust him. We have to trust him, humble ourselves and go to him and trust and let him save us. It's a beautiful thing. You can have that today just for the asking. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this great salvation that you granted us. We thank you for allowing us to come this way, Lord. And for those who are listening and those who have the option to do it right now, Lord, we ask forgiveness of sins right now. Father, forgive us who have sinned. Save us, Jesus. Let us have this right standing that the preacher's talking about. In the name of Jesus, we come to you humbly right now, knowing that you're our only hope. And Father God, we thank you for what you're doing now. And for those who are receiving you today, Lord, we know that you're going to bless them. And you're going to secure them and give them peace and confidence that they belong to you. We thank you for it even now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you, ha if you have given your heart to the Lord, um, we need you to, you can write us. Um, you, you need a church home wherever you are. We pray that you find a church home. If you're in the um, Essex County, New Jersey area, right, you could, um, you could reach out to us through the Facebook or the Instagram, right? And we would love to, we would love to contact you, right? If you're not available in this area, you can still reach out and we'll, find, we'll help you. We'll help you locate a church home in your area. But we thank God for this opportunity, and we thank God for you. And most of all, we thank God for Jesus, who is our Lord and Savior, and who forgives all manner of sin. God bless you. Thank you so much. Stay safe. In Jesus' name.